Hello, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, welcome, welcome. How is everybody doing? Really hope that everyone has had an amazing weeks, few weeks, actually. Um, I hope everybody's well and staying safe and remaining positive and that all is just well with you. That all has been well with you and your families. Again, thank you so much for joining me for yet another Thursday morning podcast. I am Jay Marie Johnson. That's who I am. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. This feels good to, to just um, be here. And um, this podcast is um, completely unscripted. I actually sat down yesterday and wrote um, a whole outline for what I wanted this podcast to be about, but I scrapped it. I scrapped it. You know why? Because I feel like I can be more in the moment if I just talk about whatever is on my heart at the time I don't I really don't want to be the stick to a script type of person that's really not even my thing honestly speaking but um yeah like I I got a birthday coming up it's a couple of months away I'll be 46 years old 46 January 1st actually I'm a new year's baby (laughs) but I'll be 46 years old um I talked about these uh light bulb moments that I have been having since I've turned since I hit 44 but definitely this whole year of 45 has just been like shit ton of aha moments you know and one day we're gonna have to discuss um, how I got to be who I am like my childhood experiences and child just some of the things that I done been through some of the stuff I done put myself through intentionally and some things that I've gone through that were not my fault but we'll we'll touch on that at another time but um one of those things that really caused a big problem for me in my earlier years was the fact that I ain't listen. I didn't listen, you know. And it's so funny now, you know, me being a mother, I think about, you know, I'm just telling my children, y'all don't listen. Like, just listen, I'm not telling you stuff just to be talking. I'm telling you because I know I lived it, you know. And then when my mother and my grandparents would say that to me, in my mind, at that age, in my 20s, I'm thinking, yeah, y'all don't. I mean, my generation is completely different. You know, it's, this wasn't a horsing. This ain't no horsing carriage era. You know, like, what the hell? Are y'all don't know. Y'all ain't never live. You know, y'all old. Y'all don't know. Shit. Baby, listen to me. Mama said there'll be days like this. There'll be days like this. My mama said. So much stuff. I just... I just... I I really wish I could have listened. I really wish I could have watched closer. I I, I just wish that I could have gotten the lesson 
much sooner than I'm getting it now. I, I'm thankful, you know, that I'm getting a lesson now. I'm, I'm grateful to God that I'm not old enough to just be setting my ways and to just have like the effort attitude, you know, so I'm definitely making a bunch of changes. But one of the things that I um, wish I would have gotten much sooner is being a good steward over the things that I have. And I'm talking about financially. I'm talking about being a good steward with my money. Because I was raised, if you want it, get it. You can always get more money, child. If you want it, just get it. I didn't see my mom. I didn't see her really save money. I saw her buy whatever she wanted, buy us whatever we wanted. And it wasn't until she had um, gotten older that she started to regret not saving money. So I carry that into my adulthood with me. You know, it was, yeah, you got the money, spend it, you can get it back. You know, you don't need to save it, you know. And I, I just... I look back over my life between, I'm going to say maybe between 22, no, not 22, maybe about 25, 26, when I was just extremely just, I was out there in the world, you know, money was easy for me between the job and another hustle that we're going to talk about at another time. <laughs> like money was just easy for me to get and I had no regard for it at all at all so now here I am at 45 you know and I'm much like most of the world you know I'm check to check I got the work to pay my bills you know and at last check when I looked at my savings I'm not broke I want to say I'm broke because in my mind, you know, now if I feel like I'm broke, I ain't got it. I won't touch it. I won't spend it. But, you know, let's just say that if my car broke down, I would have enough for a repair. Right. However, I feel like if I had applied, but it really wasn't a lesson for me to apply. You know what I mean? But if I had, if, if, if I was educated enough back then to know the value of investing and and saving money and you know things like that then I would have been far along where I am now do I regret where I am now absolutely not it's never too late listen I can honestly say honestly say that it feels good to be able to pay my bills and to pay them on time and I'm to a point in my life where I feel like if Paying the bill has me kind of strapped. I'm perfectly okay with that. All my needs are met. I'm old enough for my wants not to even affect me. What's the difference? I need to have a roof over my head. I need to have a car. I need to eat. You know, I need electricity. So if I'm able to take care of my necessities, my wants, my hair, my nails, new clothes, uh, new wig, whatever whatever my wants can kind of wait they can you know they can kind of take a, a back seat 
I'm thankful that I'm able to do that. The old me was like, Sh I don't care who I owe, they ain't getting it. They're just not getting it. You know, and it puts you in a bad, bad, bad space. You know, and your phone is ringing, the bill collectors are looking for you, and you know, you you ain't paid them, and then they done added late fees, and then eventually the bill is $50, $100 more than what you owe them, and you know, then you just wind up in this hole. And I went through that, and it was bad. And I mean, like, bad to the point where I had I, I was at rock bottom. I had to file bankruptcy to kind of get my head above water, if that makes sense. I know a lot of people, you know, they have their opinions about, you know, the bankruptcy, just don't do it, don't do it, you know, whatever. But it felt like a fresh start for me. I'm not ashamed to admit that. It felt like a completely fresh start for me. And now I'm to a point where, you know, I see my credit score is getting higher and higher. You know, I'm making all my payments on time. I'm getting a ton of credit card offers that I am completely declining. <laughs> we ain't going backwards here. You know, but it just feels good to just be financially educated where I am right now in my life and that was one of the aha moments that you know hit me at like 45 and I'm like I, I, I want to be a homeowner you know I'm looking at homes now and you know just man things are just like it things are just like accelerating you know and this is one of the points one of the pivotal moments in my life that I have come to really, really, really love. It may sound weird. People are like, how the hell do you like paying bills? You like paying bills? Goddamn right. I love paying. I don't want nobody on my ass for nothing. I love paying my bills. I love seeing my credit score go up. I'm perfectly okay with saying I ain't got it. I'm perfectly okay with saying I can't go shopping right now. I'm good with that. I know the end goal. I'm perfectly okay with that. Perfectly okay with that. Another thing that kind of started hitting me is that even back in that age, that late age, it, it, it actually, this has been like all my life. Like I've just, my family, honey, baby, we love to eat, eat. And I'm talking about eat, honey, soul food, um, pizza, and heroes, and heroes is subs, you know, and french fries, and just, I mean, anything unhealthy, anything sweet, anything loaded with carbs and sugar, baby, it was addicting, it was so good, but it was causing my body <laughs> major problems. I also went through a bit of a... I went through a weird stage in my life where my self-esteem was like really low. Uh, I started indulging in some situations and then some things that were absolutely no good for me. Smoking being one of them. Newport 100s actually. So I smoked for maybe about 10-15 years. Something like that. Maybe a little bit longer. But I went through an experience with my grandfather. Um just to give you a quick background on my granddaddy. My granddaddy was the epitome of a man. He was my father. He was my granddaddy, but he was that father figure. 
you know, he took excellent care of all the women in his life. I never wanted for anything. He was an amazing, amazing man. Um, my grandfather got diagnosed with uh, cancer and I watched him deteriorate so fast. He had prostate cancer and metastasized to his lungs. But I, I watched him just, I watched him die, you know, and I rode with him to hospice. And all he could do was just stare at me. He couldn't even speak. He could just stare at me. So I remember saying to him, like, granddaddy, I just wish you could just stay with me, you know, but I'm, I'm going to make a promise to you that I'm going to stop smoking. I'm going to stop. He used to always tell me, put them cigarettes down, put them cigarettes down. What the hell are you doing behind this house smoking? Put them cigarettes down. Where you get that from? You ain't, what, what did he say to me? What did he say to me? Something about not only floozy smoker, something, something he would say to me. But he would always tell me to stop smoking. And I, you know me, back then, yeah, well, we all got to die from something, you know? <laughs> so when I um, was riding with him to hospice, oh, I miss him so much. Mm. I um, promised him that I would quit smoking. My grandfather passed away on September 11th, 2009. And um, I dealt with his death pretty hard. Um, and I didn't quit smoking that day. But that year, I definitely quit smoking. You know, actually, I quit smoking. It was November 12th, 2009. That I quit. I I mean, cold turkey. Put them cigarettes down. I never looked back. That first month and a half was one of the absolute worst times in my life. I'm telling you, kicking a nicotine addiction. Oh my God. I wanted to fight every single body. I cried about everything. I was nauseous. I was sweating. I mean, I literally had withdrawals. It's really, it, it's really no joke. So, you know, when, when people tell you that they have an addiction, smoking, drinking, drugs, whatever the case may be, addiction is a very, very, very hard thing to overcome. You have to be you have to put in your mind that you are tired of living the way that you do. You have to put in your mind that you know you are worth more than that drug, the cigarettes, the alcohol, the crack. Do people even still smoke crack? I don't know, <laughs> but whatever. You know, you have to put in your mind that you're willing to go through whatever it is you got to go through to kick this thing. And so that's what I, you know, I went through. I remember trying to get my driver's license, my learner's permit, and I mean, I failed the test. I'm an MBA ball. I mean, balling my eyes out. And the lady's like, <laughs> I thought that was the end of the world. And she's like, baby, it's okay. Like, you can come back next week and retry. Like, it's not the end of the world. But I mean, crying crying like I had lost my dog or something. It was 
bad. But to get to my point, once I stopped smoking, I started eating. So I, I had to make up for the addiction some type of way. So yeah, I put the cigarettes down, but let me start overindulging in everything else that really ain't healthy for me. Right? So it's the, the, the half of a pizza late at night. It's a whole cheesesteak and french fries. And I'm sedentary also. I'm not exercising. You know, I'm just working and just sitting on my ass. So I, I went from about 180-ish, because I've always been kind of thick. So I went from about 180, that's normally where I was, like between 175 and 180, 80-ish, somewhere around there. But I went from there to almost 300 pounds in a matter of months. In a matter of months. That weight put something extreme on my body it just did not feel good I was still cute I was definitely cute but I started to feel unhealthy so unhealthy my breathing was good you know it came back everything there felt good but all of this extra weight from compensating from the smoking one addiction it turned into another into my food so I had to start um, making some changes. And I remember in 2012, I remember one day I had, I said to myself, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna get up. I'm gonna eat all of my favorite things. I'm talking about Reese's and Doritos and I'm going to have a chicken cheesesteak and I'm going to have fries and I'm going to have a, remember um, vanilla Pepsi, Pepsi vanilla, do they still make that? But I would have that. Um, I would do McDonald's almost every single day. I'm talking about a filet of fish with extra tartar, a supersized fry, give me a frappe, like just off the freaking grid, eating any and everything. And this one particular day, I just remember eating every single thing I loved. And I'm like, that's it. After today, it's a wrap. And that's exactly what I did. Whatever I had left in my home, I gave away to other people. I'm talking about the unhealthy food. I gave away to other people or I threw it out. That was it. And I never looked back. I started cutting my carbs. I started working out. I started drinking water, 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 water water <laughs> I got turned into water and the weight started coming off of me it just started coming off of me and I started feeling better so much better about myself you know it was it was amazing I remember taking a picture of myself at my heaviest and I took a picture of myself maybe two months into my weight loss journey and I did them side by side and I was like, oh my God, oh my God, I thank you. God, I thank you. You know, but it, being a good steward. So I'm learning to be a good steward over my finances and I'm also learning to be a good steward over my body. Now, here's the thing. I fall off. I fall off. 
Sometimes I still, you know, spend a little more than I should. It's not excessive, you know, but sometimes I fall off. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I eat things that aren't the best for me. Sometimes I do. But I'm to the point now where I know not to over and overindulge in either one. Um, my finances or in what I eat. I know how to get myself right back on track. I know how to do that. Um, I know how to be hard on myself. Um, I'm open, definitely open to criticism. Although people don't give me criticism. Not that I, well, yeah, they, they really don't. They really don't. Uh, I guess I'm my own worst critic. Um, but I'm, I'm not afraid to do the work now. I'm not afraid to do the work now. I never wanted to do the work before, but I'm perfectly okay with doing the work now. Um, I, I'm to a point now where I have been, and my workouts have kind of been sporadic. Like I was heavy on it in the beginning of my weight loss journey. I kind of fell off and, you know, who, who really likes working out? I don't know of anybody well, I personally don't. I'm sure there are people that do, but I don't personally know anybody that enjoys working out. But I've been so diligent in my workouts lately that if I miss a day, I feel like I'm off course. And I have been going hard on my workouts, I guess for the past three weeks now. I've been doing that. And if it's no more than 25, 35 minutes um, a day that I'm doing, um, along with toning up, you know, toning up my, my abs or, you know, working on my legs or, you know, something like that. But I used to look at working out as a burden. You know, oh my God, I want to do that. Oh God, anything else but this, Jesus Christ. But then I started thinking, like, what a blessing it is to be able to just move my body. What a blessing that is to just be able to move. You know, it, let's enjoy this. Stop looking at it as a burden. Start looking at it as a blessing. And it just became easier for me. And so now when my husband gets up to work his part-time job, sometimes he's up at... 4 15 something like that i may lay in the bed until about five or so and then i'm up and i'm at it for a half an hour or 45 minutes before i start what pays my bills for the day you know so and i also think like i can't and this goes back to a podcast that i did i don't know if it was a couple of weeks ago but a podcast i touched on me just feeling like i you know give so much of my time to my nine to five like i don't have anything less left for myself but how dare me like how, yeah, like how dare me? I want to take myself serious, <laughs> but when it's time to take myself serious, I'm finna make excuses. Oh, I'm tired. Oh, I don't work for the man all day. I don't have nothing left to give myself. It ain't enough hours in the day. Bullshit. There's more than enough hours in the day. Tweak your schedule. Yeah, I mean, you may not want to get up, but get up. Utilize your time. Utilize all your hours. So before you go ahead and give all your time to what pays your bills, carve out a little bit of time for you. 
there is more than enough time in a day to do what is most important to you. Being a good steward over our finances, over our our bodies, over our minds, and over that mind, baby. That's just something that, ooh, that, that whole mental health piece, that's a podcast for another day, but yeah, you, you pray for me, <laughs> and I'm going to pray for you, because yeah, that's a whole work in progress right there. You ain't even to touch on that. Uh, yeah, we're not about to touch on that, but yeah, I just, I felt like I just wanted to share that, you know, and I love, I literally love where I am in my life right now. I like her. I like who she is. I like how I feel. Um, do I still have days where I, you know, feel unencouraged and, you know, not motivated and things of that nature? Absolutely, I do. But it's so much easier now for me to just pull myself out of that instead of just sitting in it. You know how much time you waste just sitting in your dysfunction? Your brain, your thoughts can easily get the very best of you if you don't take control over them. You have to learn how to take control over those things. You have to learn how to be a good steward over the things and the things that you have in your life now. I'm not a spiritual person. I believe in Jesus. You know, I'm not a holy roller. I believe in God. Um, I also believe that God won't bless you with more until you do right by what you have. How in the heck did I turn 45 years old to just start having all of these light bulb moments? It wasn't even until I hit my 40s that I just started realizing, like, you can be as positive as you want. You can say all the affirmations you want. You know, pray to God for whatever. But ain't nobody finna give you nothing until you put some work in. You gotta put the work in. I am so thankful to God. That I got the message and I am able to put the work in. I'm so excited about what the next year of my life has is, is about to show me. I'm so excited about that. I'm so excited to just... It, I'm just so excited. I really, really am. Life is good. God is good. Oh, man. Yeah, this is, this is, this is good. This is good. I may not be where I want to be, but thank God I'm not where I used to be. Amen. Hey, (laughs) amen. Listen, I got to get to what pays my bills. I really, really do. I thank you all so much for being here with me. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in on yet another Thursday. Now you heard me say this is J. Marie Johnson. J. Marie Johnson. You may have heard JD before, but this is J. Marie Johnson. Okay? Same person. New name. Same person. (laughs) Thank you all so much for being here. Again, I cannot thank you all enough. Listen, in all things, this week, in all things, be positive. Please remain positive. It helps. 
tremendously. Remain positive, okay? If you can, please be productive. I don't care what it is. I really don't care what it is. Just be productive. Be positive. Be productive. And when things get hard for you, just remember how blessed you are. Let's not look at things as a burden. Let's look at them as a blessing. It makes the task much easier, I promise you. You all take care, and I look forward to talking to you all next week. Stay safe.